Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, here we go. Thanks for joining us today. We are here, Rich and I. I am Michael Bailey, my partner, Rich Barron, Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. ACT always, you know, act, take action, get into it, get it done, make it happen, and cultural transformation. That is what we do here, and today we're going to be talking about once a little a subject that's a little touchy, maybe, huh? Maybe it's a little touchy, would you say, Rich? It's a maybe little bit touchy, little but touchy. Uh, that's what we're about. <laughs> yeah, and not, too, not so much touchy-feely, but we're going after the little points that need to have some tweaking done, it's a little bit of help yep. that we can give to you. Yep. And it is all about being a, a leader, and if you are a leader, this is kind of this thing going around that... You know, leadership is lonely. It's lonely at the top. It's yeah. not an easy thing. You're by yourself making hard decisions. You know, that's at some point, that's kind of a crock. And now we're going we're gonna to kind of unpack that myth, that misunderstanding of what leadership is, because the fact of the matter is, if you are in a leadership position and you are a great leader and you are a leader that is leading, that is making a difference throughout your organization, meaning it starts with your people, then your processes and driving the results and developing the talent and all that stuff. If you're feeling lonely, it's your fault. Yep. <laughs> That's not the way to put it. <laughs> it. It is your fault. There's no two ways around it. That's right. So, gosh, you know, that doesn't seem very fair when I've got all this pressure on me and all these things that i got to do and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Why do leaders feel like if it's if they're in a leadership position, it's, it's lonely? What, what are your thoughts on that, Rich? You know... If you Google loneliness and, and loneliness in leadership, if you Google that today, I did earlier, I got 12,500,000 results on Google. Really, 12 million whiners. Yeah. So obviously this is something that a lot of people think about. You know, it's lonely yeah. at the top. And you know what? It is. It just does not have to be the norm. It simply does not have to be the norm. There are so many ways around this, so many tools at your disposal that's simply not being utilized. And I'm sure there's people out there going, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, I'm lonely. What do you know? Yeah, what, what do, do you know? know? Yeah. But we're, I think, you know, we, we've got a good argument for this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to unpack this. Let's just start with the notion of this. It's, it's a simple one. It's a very, I love things when they're simple and they're direct and they're obvious. 
that is this. If you are a leader, whether it's in a team, department, of an organization, CEO, whatever it is, the fact is you should be and must be the most connected person in your business to everyone else, particularly those that are in the department. Yes. If, if you're a, a leader in a, of a team or a group like that, you've got to be the most connected of anybody in that group than anybody else. And smart leaders understand this. Smart leaders go after this. Smart leaders, everybody who is contributing to your organization, whether it's, you know, you've got, a, you've got like a cafeteria, you know, that uh, serves meals for your people or the janitors or the mailroom or whatever it is. Your job is to know every one of those at some degree, have some sort of relationship with them. You be are the person that needs to be out there touching them and communicating with them and, uh, you know, showing up, being yes. present. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to have that kind of connectivity, Rich, throughout your entire organization, not with just your C-suite people? And there's this, oh, this kind of notion, well, geez, you can't know everybody. And if you just know your C-suite people or your, your team, top team people that work with, that's all that can be expected of you. Bull crap. If that's the best that you can do is just knowing the people in your C-suite or the direct people that work with you, yeah. direct reports, and that's as deep as you can get, you get out. Get out because you're not a leader. You're more of a manager. You're more of a bean counter. You're really not yeah. that person that knows how to go out there and make it happy because one of the key things that leaders do, yeah. great leaders do, you know, is they net. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to put that do not disturb sign up. Yep. You know, you can keep that behind closed doors. You can continue to, you know, hide behind, you know, down the executive hallway. You can hide behind, yeah, hide behind your door, you know, whatever it may be. Or it just might be that you're not approachable. Here's the thing. Leaders have to understand their interconnectedness in their organization. They have to understand how people view them, how approachable they are. If if their presence creates fear or anxiety because they haven't spent the time on, on letting on getting out there and knowing people's names, asking how their day is. Simply put, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in your organization. You can get out there and and get to know these people. Now, some people, I'll give you some, they're, they're called INTJs uh, and Myers-Briggs terms. They're introverted. They're highly intuitive thinkers. They, you know, they focus on results and that kind of stuff. They aren't necessarily the best people, people that are out there. I'm thinking of one in particular, head of a bank. I think he's the president of the bank. In fact, he's the president or the CEO. Yeah. And it's a weird thing. I've heard people that said, when you, if you happen to get into the elevator with him, right? Yeah. He doesn't talk to you. In fact, he doesn't look at anybody. He kind of looks down the whole time. He's yeah. not. He's in that. He, he's he's apparently brilliant. He's pro, he's a genius. Yeah. And I don't under you know I don't uh, dismiss them for the, him for that. But he's not a leader. Yeah. He's a technical person that should be in a particular place, but not leading. That's not that's not the leader guy. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking here. And so. Because the leader is that person that has that ability to create relationships, build relationships that then from that is able to make things happen in great, great, great ways. So, you know, you really have to, again, it's that whole thing we've talked about many times. Oftentimes leaders are not in the right seats, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, here's the thing. (laughs) Now that you say this, 
I, I got to tell you this little uh, story about a, about an associate of mine, actually a good friend of mine, works for an oil company, okay, process engineer for an oil company, and he needed to go up to a different oil field that they have some some pumps at and was going to be taken up on, on the private jet. And the CEO and there were some other people on there. They're supposed to be on this jet with him. And they all got on this jet ready to go, him and a couple other process engineers. And this, the CEO gets on, brings his entire family and a couple grandkids. Okay. Now, when he gets on the plane, he actually asked my friend, what are you doing here? Who are you and what are you doing here? And he said it was incredibly uncomfortable. I had to explain that this was a group of process engineers that were supposed to be flying up with him. This guy had completely forgotten uh, that there were going to be other people on this plane going up for a, a business purpose. And this guy was using it as a, a vacation. Essentially, brought along his whole family. Personal station wagon. Yeah. To go to Texas. the corporate station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it, Ch uh, Chevy Chase was the uh, the pilot. Who knows? But he said it was so uh, uncomfortable that this guy was actually asking him, "Who are you, and what are you doing on my plane?" Well. <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Talk about being out of touch. Yeah, yeah. So, but he wasn't lonely. Had his family with him. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, but see, here that kind of goes to another level. The question is, why would you want to be in touch with the people throughout your organization? Why would you want that? Why would you bother? Why would you get out of the C-suite, out of your CEO office, VP office, president office? Why would you bother to do that? You've got to know where the skill set in your organization is, where the skills, where the talents, where the, the enthusiasm, the engagement is. That's how you help you you get help in making those tough decisions. You surround yourself with people who are better than you. You surround yourself so you're not the propeller head in the room, that there are others that are better at particular topics than you are that can help you understand the bigger picture. Even though you're, you're in a senior leadership position, leaders will do that. The good leaders will make sure that they're not the only propeller head in the room, that they've got others around them. And that, that could very well be anybody in your organization. It may not just be the people in your inner circle. And I'll tell you what it comes down to, and you're exactly right. What it comes down to in one word is this opportunity. Yeah. That's it. Opportunity. If you're not out there talking to your organization, the people, the individuals, the managers, the people on, on the on the front lines, your leaders, all those people, even your janitor. Yeah. You know, everybody, if you're not out there talking to them, you don't know what opportunities you may be missing. Because if all the people that should be attuned to the needs of the organizations to drive the results, to make sure people are connected and working, the processes are really functioning, that, that leadership is building new leadership. You are that individual, male or female, however you want to put that. You are that person that's got to be in touch because you are the, at the head of the helm. Yeah. And the only way that you can get, at, get that and understand it is to be out there 
talking to people, listening to people, finding out more about people. You may be finding people. What was that? There's some instance that somebody was just out there talking to this individual and saying, so tell me a little bit more about your background. And first it was just kind of a banal job. I guess they're just sort of some entry level. I said, well, actually, what I do is I do accounting work. I said, really? Well, what kind of accounting work have you done? Started, well, you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be here. We should get you t- connected to somebody in accounting. Yeah. Once they found out who that individual was. But see, the CEO can make that happen. Yeah. Nobody else can make that happen, just like the CEO could, can make it happen. So if you aren't out there, you're probably missing out on many, many, many opportunities in terms of talent development, p- making sure people are in the right seats, yeah. getting the processes and the communications going. Because, again, networking is that ability for a leader to go out and talk to this person over here, talk to this person over there. They don't know each other, right? Whether it's their silos or they just haven't been introduced and say, listen, you two need to talk to each other because we got some challenges and projects coming up that we need to bring this in. Yeah. and We need your expertise to make this thing happen. If that leader is not out there, he or she does not know who's out there that they can help pull into the places that they need to be done. Exactly. Create those synergies, those opportunities for synergies and let them grow. Let them happen. That's right. That's exactly right. Now, here's here's the deal, Michael, on some of this stuff, like you were saying, you know, finding these people in your organization. That's one of the problems that if, if if you are too confident in your own abilities, if you feel that those tough decisions you got to make, you got to make them alone and you got to stand by them. And that, in a lot of ways, that's going to be a factor. But it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do not have the people supporting you, the people who are going to back you up on your decisions. And, and it's creating those opportunities, bringing those people together that's going to create that, that loyalty base for you. Yeah. Not only loyalty the base, but also the loyalty to the organization itself. Right. I mean, it, 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 the truth of the matter is, is, is this. If you as a leader are not going out there and talking to your people regularly, walking the floor, visiting people, going to their meetings, dropping in on them, sometimes spontaneously, other time planned, maybe sometimes just observing, not even you know interacting a whole lot, just right. being there. Right. If you're not doing that, then what's going to happen is you're going to start what will happen is it, you will now create unnecessarily uh, a corporation or an or organization of competition, yeah. unhealthy competition, uh, people going after each other, keep creating a lot of drama. If you're not that person out there making connections, what people tend to do is they get into contention. Yeah. And as a leader, you can't afford to have a whole lot of contention going on in your organization. you got to get that calm down, get the you know, calm the storm and get connections going again and then find out, are there troublemakers? Are there some sour apples here? Because those people got to be out the door faster than yesterday. Yep. But if you're out of touch, you can't see that. You can't see the opportunity for connections. You can't see the opportunity to reduce contentions. And you can't see the opportunity now to create greater levels of collaboration and innovation. If you're not there, you can't see it. If you can't see it, you can't do it. No, Exactly. Exactly. So how, you know, we're, we're talking about the, these, these problems. How do people understand, how do these leaders understand that they do have a problem? 
How can that be helped? How can how can we open their eyes? Well, you know, there's this very interesting thing because so much of, of, of business is driven by data, right? Data, right, data, right. data, data. And we understand that data is an indicator of things that are going on, things that aren't happening, things that aren't working out or things that are working out really, really well. Well, in that ability to get data, one of the things that you want to do later is, is to find out how well is our company actually working? What is it that we are doing well? I may think we're doing well. I may not know what we're doing well. That maybe think we're doing poor, but maybe we're actually doing better. You've got to get something going on, not in terms of just the production side of it alone. You've got to take a look at it in terms of data of what, how are we doing individually working in this organization at all levels, yeah. all levels, length of time that we've been, uh, you've been here, whether it's a year or two years, or you've been here 25 years. You need that kind of data. And that's what we have to offer you folks. You know, let's get the real data on how your organization is working. I'll guarantee you in all likelihood, you're going to be surprised. You, you, you'll you be surprised. People always tend to overestimate how well it's going. And then there's this disconnect with the, if we're doing so well. Why aren't we doing better on the bottom line and, you know, getting new clients and retaining clients? Why is that not happening? Well, these assessments that we have for you here, they're going to be the ones that just target in and say, Here's what's actually going on. Until you get what's actually going on, you really can't do anything about it. What's that whole thing, you know? That prescription without diagnosis? Yep. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Yeah, can't come in and just say, you know, well, I, you know, throw a dart at the board, you know, let's spin it around in circles and say, well, there's your problem right there. It it has to come from, from data, has to come from your people, has to come from your willingness, your willingness to accept the results and accept the responsibility of what you have to do to fix that. Yeah. And what's going to be revealed is you're going to find those people or uh, groups of people or departments or you're going to find out those people who are just entrenched yep. and are unwilling to give it up, unwilling to let go of whatever it is that's going on with them that hobble, inhibit, that keep the whole organization at one level or another from really moving forward. Yeah. And that's what you want to find out. You want to find out who's really behind it or what's really going on here so that you can address it again, you know, succinctly to the point. Let's get to this. This is the area. This is the one. Until you do that, what kind of costs are about? Because they say, well, yeah, we've got to do this, but we got work to do. And how much is it going to cost? And all sorts of other things. What are the numbers? Do you remember the numbers we've seen on this? about, you know, businesses that just aren't operating as well as they could. It's, it's the number is huge. It's like a half a billion dollars. Oh, absolutely. That people are losing because of poor leadership poor and poor leadership. culture. Yep. And no, it's more than that. No, no, it's a, is it half a billion dollars? No, it's much, much more than that. What is it? I think it was, it was right at about a half a billion dollars a year. A year that people are losing without even knowing where it's coming from. That it's, it's leaking out the bottom. Yeah, and I think across the board, across the board, what it was, it was like yeah. a half a half trillion dollars yeah. across the board. That's that's what that's what the leakage was. Yeah, I think that's what it really was. So, so you know, yeah. it's interesting. You know, going back to to what we were j just saying, this we're gonna, I'm going to call out one company in particular. Okay, without mentioning names, which we don't do that, but. Unless you ask us. To. Unless yeah 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 unless you want to yeah. want to be in the limelight, that's fine, but. Uh, $4.5 million in employee turnover loan. They were looking at some of the, the uh, 
things coming on Glassdoor, the reviews on Glassdoor, reviews on other areas, and completely going back out there and commenting from the CEO level, the C-suite level, commenting on these comments, this is fake. This person doesn't work here because that would never happen to us. <laughs> True story. I mean, it's it's there. It was It was right there, black and white. But yet they were hemorrhaging people at twice wow. the industry rate. Twice yeah, the nearly industry 30%. rate. But it was it was it was pushed aside. Pushed aside. And it, it cost them dearly. Within oh, yeah, a year, it cost them dearly. dearly. Between 150 and 200 million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a lot of denial, man. Yeah. That's like, you know, real. I'm on drugs denial. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they were. <laughs> Have your head pretty far up there to, to miss out that much dough about not getting it. But the, it may not be that much for you folks. I mean, the, the point is this. The more information you have, the more data they ha you have, the better that you can make decisions. And if your organization, if you as a leader just aren't feeling like that, you know, we're connected the way we need to and we need to make some changes here. If you're if you're one of those leaders that are kind of hiding away, you know, they feel like I feel like I'm lonely here. Again, that's your fault. You're doing that to yourself. You're sequestering yourself. And the probably reason you're sequestering yourself is either you know, don't know, you don't know how to deal with people. You don't know how to go and meet people and talk to people. Those are, you know, social relationship skills. You've really got to develop. You just got to develop those or you're afraid of being discovered. And you're kind of that imposter yeah. person, that yeah. imposter syndrome that you just, don't want people to know you that well. And if they did, they'd probably say, well, what are you doing here? You know? Right. And that's, that's not a good thing for anybody. No. I think there's some things that we can help with, help people. Well, I don't think, but I, I know there are some things we can help with, with people. Help them understand their interconnectedness. Helping them understand how they communicate. You know, what type of communication styles they have. Helping them understand where their team leadership abilities are helping them understand that, that you know getting over this fear of, of communicating with people and there's it doesn't matter what level you're at people do have that fear of communicating with others sure. getting getting over that be transparent be transparent in everything you do and everything you say that that's meant for your employees of course you know we know there are things in corporations that need to be kept you know quiet for a reason or under certain hats for a reason. But the same token, those things that can be transparent, be transparent about them. Be forthright about them. Don't let people hear about them through the grapevine because that comes back to one focal point. Be vulnerable. Be humble. Be willing to do what it takes to change. Because be if you, you don't, if you're not willing to change, the corporation follows the top. If the top can't change and pivot, the corporation can't change and pivot. Which really is, is, is an interesting problem for some leaders, because if if you're not that kind of guy or gal that is going to be that person that goes out and really works with everybody, then you've got to have a serious conversation with yourself. And maybe you shouldn't be in that seat. Yeah. Maybe there's a better seat for you in that organization than that person that's sequestering or hiding or protecting yourself just for this. For, so, 
just to be honest, just to have a sense of integrity. Yep. You know, did you know that the number one, the number one most sought after and and, and desired uh, characteristic of, of a leader is integrity? integrity. That has been yep. tested time and time and time again. That is the number one thing that people look at in terms of a leader. Do they have integrity? Yes. And if you're that leader and you don't have that ability to go out and connect with people, and that is the description of being a leader, to go out there and connect with people, you're out of sync already. Right. You're out of integrity already. And any kind of honesty that you have, recognize that you need to bow out. Find a different place to go because you're not that person. Even though you may have been put there or you started the business or whatever it is, you're not that person. In fact, now you're the person who's holding it up. You're a choke point yep. in the organization. Yeah, we talked about that recently. You know how with with uh, on a recent podcast guest, seven thousand um, potential candidates came to him, all who have been in senior leadership positions. Only nineteen percent were capable of going on and and continuing in the same career path they've been in. Of course. So if you take that, that other, that the balance of that, those, those people, it's no wonder we think we have loneliness and leadership because they're going to feel alone. They're going to feel alone in their, their trajectory. They're going to feel alone in their, their job. They're going to feel alone, uh, you know, as they walk down the hall because they don't have those abilities to connect those skills. And, and those skills real, they real, don't, I, I should rephrase that. It's not that they don't have the ability. They don't have the skill set, the skills that can yeah. be fixed. They may not have the ability yet, but yeah. the potential is there. And there needs to be kind of this distinction, too, that is this. Some people can say, well, I'm an introvert. Uh, okay, that doesn't mean that you can't be outgoing. Yeah. That does not mean that you can't be gregarious. That does not mean that you cannot be welcoming. That yeah. does not mean you can't be convivial. That does not mean that you cannot be a person that initiates um, instigates uh, relationships and, and outreach. All that means is you're a person as an introvert that you're going to have to have some time to be alone so that you can recharge. Where extroverts are charged up by going out and meeting people. Just the way, however you have to charge a Prius, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. The deal is you still got to be out there meeting, greeting, shaking hands, talking to people, making connections, understanding better collecting information, looking for opportunities. If you have to go afterwards and go take a two-hour lunch, go do that. Yeah. But get out there anyway. Go do that. Because otherwise, you're the one who's the choke point in the organization. Right. Exactly. All right. I think we've hammered on that enough. Yeah. If, if you're but, lonely, it's your fault. Yeah. And I, there's, there really is no reason to be lonely uh, in really a position. And here's the other thing. If you're in a senior leadership position and you have those that answer to you that are leaders in their own respect, their departments or whatever, make sure that they have the, exact, the training they need. Make sure that they're they're getting with an executive coach or leadership development that can help them gain the, the same skills that they need. So in, in turn, they're not feeling like they're left alone either. That's yeah. critical. That really, it's really, it's really a huge, huge thing. And, and again, just make a quick check on yourself. This just occurred to me. Leaders, if you see your people as somebody that you have to control, you're not a leader. 
if you feel like leadership is a burden, you're not a leader. Yeah. You feel like, you know, you're really stuck with a, a thing here that, geez, it's just too much for you to even deal with. You're not a leader. The whole thing about being a leader is, is this. It should be a sense of joy. It should be exhilarating. It should be fun for you. It should be something that you're looking forward to every day that brings joy to you, that brings connection. There's something about that you love it. You yeah. love the people that you're working with. All that stuff, all that stuff, if it's not joyful, exuberance, enthusiasm, it doesn't all the time because sometimes it's hard. But for the most part, if it's not something you love doing, get out. Let's find somebody else who can do it and do it well, do it excitedly, enthusiastically, and really take the, you know, take the company someplace. Yep. Someone who's got executive that, coaching. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We can help you. All righty. We're not that great. Sometimes. Yep. Well, I, I think <laughs> we're at the end here, Michael. And how about a shout out today? We have some folks in, Ita- in Italy. I saw that. My God. I would love to know who those people are in Italy that are watching us and, you know, what's going on over there. You know, we'd like to talk to you folks. I mean, yeah. Italy is a beautiful, beautiful country. We've got people all over the world that are watching us. And, you know, again, uh, good grief. We've got them uh, in uh, United Arab Emirates. Yeah. That's one of the countries. We've got Germany. We've got, we've got people in Ireland and Scotland. We've got people in in the UK, we got people in Germany and France, Australia, got people in Singapore, United States, Singapore, Canada, yeah, Canada, people all over the place. Yeah, download us, download us, yeah, save us, keep us close, <laughs> <laughs> and listen to us often. <laughs> we love you. Yep. We care about you. We actually do love you. We want you to be successful. We want you to be the very best leaders that you can possibly be. You know, whether you work with us or you're with somebody else or you're doing it on your own, we just know that if you give us the chance to work with you, we'll give you the chance to become your very best and we'll accelerate that process, that road you're already on. We can get you there faster. There are things that we know about leadership and how people change and how people move. I'll guarantee you, you have no idea. You have no idea what these different type techniques and processes and how we can just move you through this, this uh, kind of uh, shoals of danger you know, of, of developing your leadership in ways that you'd never even imagine. And you get to the side and you go, wow, this is, I'm at a whole new place. I'm a whole new person. This is just amazing. Well, once again, folks, we are at the end of another episode of Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. We appreciate you. We love you. We're hoping to hear from you soon. And until then, take care of each other and we'll see you again soon. All the best. Bye. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.